0: Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof.
1: We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial.
2: Welcome to the Housing for the Age Action Group show. My name is Shane. I'm here with Fiona. Um, this is Raise the Roof on 3CR at 55am. How are you doing, Fiona?
0: I'm very well, Shane. How are you?
2: Very good. Very excited about another year of older people's housing news, activism and information here on this show. Um, 2020 was what it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> this year. Can only, can only be on, on the up, right? Hopefully, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's hope I haven't jinxed it already. Um, So this week on the show, we're going to bring you um, some content from a forum in New South Wales on older women and homelessness. Um, This was held back in November, run by the state member for Summer Hill, Joe Halen. Um, Mostly you're going to hear from HAG's own uh, Kobe Maglin, And we will also hear from Dr Kay Patterson, uh, the Age Discrimination Commissioner, Megan Lawson, the CEO of CODA New South Wales, Beverly Baker, the chair of the Old Women's Network of New South Wales, and Catherine McKernan, the CEO of Homelessness New South Wales. Uh, What a list, what a panel. Uh, I guess we'll go right into that, right Fiona?
0: yeah so first of all we'll hear from joe Halen, and she'll introduce kobe and then there'll be some final closing comments from the other panelists um, so yeah i hope you enjoy it
3: thank you so much for making the time to join us today i'm really pleased to be here in new south wales parliament uh, with my colleagues trish doyle the member for blue mountains and uh, importantly in this context labor's shadow minister for women uh, and for the prevention of domestic violence and uh, my colleague, Ryan Park, uh, who is down from, who is up from the Illawarra and uh, he is our shadow minister for health, but also importantly in this context, in context uh, housing and homelessness. I want to acknowledge that we're on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora nation. And I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. This uh, is and always will be Aboriginal land. And I want to acknowledge the lands that we are all gathered on uh, today. Again, I want to thank you all for coming along and uh, being a part of this really important information sharing opportunity. Women, Older women's homelessness, as you know, is such an important issue. It's a growing issue, not just in our state, but across our country. We have some really well-informed experts to talk to you today about this issue, and also to propose some potential solutions, because as we know, it's, it's urgent, and we need lots of different answers on the table. Break because we're going to move to the next section now of our forum, um, where we're going to hear from an example, uh, and that is aging on the edge, the older persons homelessness prevention project. And we're very fortunate to have Kobe with us uh, today. Hi, you there? There you are, Kobe. Nice to see you. She is the from the national development worker at the Housing for the Aged Action Group, and the um, age action group is a member-based organization um, that advocates with and for older people for housing justice i think um, kobe's probably best to explain um, more about the project um, and to take us through uh, where this sits in terms of um, our, our attempt to deal with this problem both on a state basis but on a national but on a national basis as well over to you kobe Thank
4: you very much, Jo. Um, I would just like to start by acknowledging that I'm joining you from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I'd like to echo what Kay said earlier, the face of homelessness in Australia today is an older woman, unfortunately. Um, I'm here today to talk on behalf of the Ageing on the Edge New South Wales Forum. I've got some slides that I'm just going to put up. Hopefully you can see that. I've got a few just to guide the discussion. So the Ageing on the Edge New South Wales Forum is a coalition of organisations that advocate for the housing needs of low-income older people in New South Wales. The coalition comprises over 30 people and organisation, including PEAKS, community housing and service providers, academics, advocacy groups and older people with lived experience of homelessness. The forum was established following the launch of the New South Wales Aging on the Edge report, the older I get, the scarier it becomes, which was launched in, I'm just going to see if I can move my slides along, there we go. Um, It was launched in 2017 at the Uhuri National Housing Conference. And I do have a few statistics for you from that report, which draws on census data, as well as specialist homelessness data, specifically focused on New South Wales. So you'll see they're consistent with what other panelists have spoken about, you know, the increase in, in numbers of older people playing unaffordable rents, and the large proportion, 46%, which are single female households, 300% increase during that time period of 2012 to 2017, of women couch surfing and living in their cars. There being no specialist service uh, for older people at risk of homelessness, um, although there are over 300 homelessness agencies in New South Wales. And also the report highlights uh, the complicated nature of the housing and homelessness system and the aged care systems in New South Wales, which is common around the country. So this report was um, undertaken by Housing for the Aged Action Group, HAG, my organisation, with Dr Debbie Faulkner from, she's now at the University of South Australia. Now Kay mentioned um, that we launched an at-risk report Um, in August, um, Kay uh, helped to launch that. And that did focus specifically on the population demographics and risk uh, profiles of older women at risk of homelessness. And specifically estimates that there's 100,000 women aged 45 and over at risk of homelessness in New South Wales. And so the risk factors have been discussed living alone in private rental, not working full-time, being an Aboriginal or a Torres Strait Islander or being from a cold community. And this was before the pandemic. So Catherine mentioned recent report, um, the wave of disadvantage report by homeless in New South Wales and others, which projects a 24% increase in homelessness in New South Wales due to the economic impacts of COVID. We anticipate that a large proportion of this increase will include older women. So in in November, 2019, the Ageing on the the Edge New South Wales members came together to determine our priorities in meeting our goal of reducing older people's homelessness in New South Wales over the next three years. And the group agreed to four priorities to lead, support and influence. Like Kay, we're wanting to make sure that we're quite focused in our priorities. So the group, the Ageing on the Edge New South Wales, group uh, determined that we would lead on advocating for a specialist homelessness, uh, sorry, housing and information support service based on the proven home at last uh, service model, which HAG operates and I'll talk some more about that in a minute. Um, Also uh, take the lead in advocating for the reduction in the age of eligibility for priority access to social housing as it is currently 80 years of age. The group will lend our support to others that are advocating for no grounds eviction um, and will also continue to support and influence uh, for the investment in social and affordable housing that is secure and appropriate for older people um, and to ensure increased inclusion of older people in existing services and supports. So as I mentioned, we are taking the lead, the Ageing on the Edge New South Wales forum in advocating for the New South Wales government to fund a specialist housing information and support service for low income older people based on the home at last model. So just for some context, um, we've discussed the challenges around navigating the system. So both the housing and homelessness system and the aged care system are complicated. Um, Homelessness services are oriented towards a crisis response, providing emergency relief and short-term accommodation. They often don't have the time to help someone with a housing application. And likewise, the aged care system is also stretched. So the focus is on things like assessing falls risks, home care and residential care, and they often don't think about housing. Neither system serves the need need of older people at risk of homelessness. So older people tend to get bumped around, referred on and often feel disrespected and condescended to. Many of the older people we work with have not previously interacted with the social service system, so they find it difficult to know where to turn for help. And this is particular, this relates to the digital divide whereby older people either do not have access to the internet or lack digital literacy. But even for the most IT savvy, it's difficult to understand your options, what's available and what you're eligible for. So the home at last model, which is what you see um, depicted on the screen, uh, works with the existing system to secure housing for older people. So we straddle the housing homelessness and aged care systems, and have been delivering this service in Victoria since 2013. There's no equivalent service elsewhere in Australia Home at Last Service started as a pilot and has evolved since its inception so that we now provide statewide information referrals to over a 1000 older people a year. Community and sector education reaching over a 1000 older people before they hit a crisis point and we house over 100 older people a year in metropolitan Melbourne and Barwon regions. 60% of our clients are women and 60% are from cold backgrounds. So Our core services include early intervention via community education, information for older people about housing options, and short-term support to access housing and link them to other needed services and social supports. The enablers, what makes this service work, include the voices of people with lived experience, deep sector expertise and working relationships with other service providers. So we would like to work with the New South Wales Government to adapt the home at last model for New South Wales. The service would be delivered by a local service provider and be embedded in the New South Wales service system and the HAG would share our knowledge about what works by providing support, backbone support. Aging on the Edge of New South Wales is also advocating for the reduction in the age eligibility for priority access to social housing So as we've mentioned, priority is currently given to people over 80 years of age. Um, In Victoria, since 2017, it's people who are 55 and over. So there are administrative efficiencies in social housing application processes associated with lowering the eligibility age for priority social housing. And there's also a higher turnover of tenancies. But more importantly, reducing the age would mean that low-income people do not have to wait to close to the end of their lives to secure appropriate and affordable housing. So in terms of the specific actions um, of the Ageing on the Edge New South Wales Forum, uh, we have made uh, pre-budget submissions for the 2020-2021 budget asking for housing justice for older people in New South Wales. We've provided a ministerial briefing for urgent measures to protect older people who are homeless or at risk of homelessness from COVID-19. We've made a submission in response to the discussion paper, a housing strategy for New South Wales, and we've prepared a brief for the Seniors Housing Support Service. And we're happy to share these resources with you. HAG is convening similar groups around the country and we see real opportunities to share insights and jointly advocate for change for low-income older women around the country. We're a growing coalition of organisations and we invite you to join us. We're gonna be seeking to more directly engage with and influence decision-makers in New South Wales over the next 12 months, and to amplify the voice of older women with lived experience of homelessness. No one's mother, sister, neighbour, colleague or friend should be facing homelessness in New South Wales. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Kobe. And I think um, everyone watching and listening today can wholeheartedly agree with your last uh, statement. And also, it's a fantastic, really, really clearly successful and interesting model uh, that obviously we should be considering uh, here um, more rigorously. Maybe Ryan would like to make a comment. Yes,
4: yeah, thank you, Kobe. Look, Joe and I got into this job because we want to make a difference, and we're both policy wonks. And I just think what you've outlined there should be pursued. We would be happy to sit with you
1: and see if we can make this a part of our platform uh, for 2023 and hopefully the government join us on a bipartisan ticket. I think it makes sense. Um, The evidence shows that it's uh, sitting there ready to go and it's worthwhile. And yeah, thank thank you so much for your contribution. It was
3: fantastic. And to everyone watching at home, we're going to uh, circulate um, the information that Kobe just shared on her screen. I know not everyone has the, the um, technical know-how from home, so we'll again send you all an email with that information, as well as many of the resources that our panellists have mentioned today, and information about the services that they represent. Um, I'm, we only have a couple of minutes left now, and I, I appreciate lots of people have posted lots of, lots of questions. We're um, taking them on notice, and we will get back to you. But uh, finally, to wrap up our session today, I thought maybe we could go to each of our panelists and ask if there was one thing that you could fix tomorrow, one thing that we could do, Um, it can be in any space across any level of government or from any organisation, or perhaps it's something that we just need to change in our behaviour. If there is one thing we could do, what would it be? I'm I'm gonna go to Beverly first, because she normally is, has a firm set of
1: views. Just one though, Beverly. Hmm. on I can't do just one. <laughs> <I knew laughs> Look, it's, it's that's a really, really, really hard question because it's not a single issue, it's an interwoven issue. And if you change one thing, it'll change something else, which will create other issues. But I think the thing that we can do the most is to actually make commitment to build the affordable housing, the 5,000 houses that we need, right now, immediately. Not something we can put back later. I think if we could do one thing, it would be lobby, argue, demand, force, coerce, whatever other language you can use, beg, borrow, whatever language you like, to get those houses up being built and have the benefit that will flow on from that create the impetus to continue making a change for older women.
3: Thank you, Beverly.
1: Kate? Oh, I'm I'm unmuted. Well, (laughs) Beverly, you're right, it's very hard. One thing I'd like to see is that my push for shared equity for those women who will otherwise be pushing on social housing, that we should be looking at how can safely the trillions of dollars that are in superannuation be used for shared equity. The government can actually involve in shared equity to give those women, and I'm talking about women with 150, 200,000 who say, "What? Well, I can't do anything with that, to give them long-term care that they can pay long term housing they can pay for in their age in with their aged pension and can have when they need aged care in the home. We are not going to be able to meet the baby boom's need for aged care. There'll be aged care in the home, they won't have a home to have aged care in. So I would just like to see that group, and it's only a small group, but if we all can focus on the groups we we know about and can work with, we'll reduce the stress of homelessness and the and the number of people homeless.
3: Absolutely, thank you, Kay. Megan. Yeah, I agree. It's really hard to pick one, but if I only get one, uh, I'm going to put it behind Kobe's. Um, and that committee's piece of work, because I think if you intervene early, you can save people getting to the point where they're homeless and I think that's a really important service and we just don't have anything like it in New South Wales. Another vote for you, Kobe. Obviously you endorse your work. Is there something that you wanted to to point to today?
4: I would love to see a national housing strategy where we have national government, state government and local governments working in concert to address this issue, as well as private sector and not-for-profit community sector, massive investment in social and affordable housing and in appropriate service responses. I think I managed to get a few in there, but (laughs) under the umbrella of a national (laughs) housing strategy.
3: I like it. I like it. Thank you, Kobe. Catherine? Well, the New South Wales budget is tomorrow and we're still got everything crossed, hoping that
0: there is significant investment in social housing. And so Beverly did say my one thing, but given everyone else has said housing and I'm homeless in New South Wales, I'm going to say uh, looking at adequate incomes for women so that they don't fall into poverty as they age. That is the other thing that
4: is absolutely fundamental to ensuring that we prevent women's homelessness.
3: Thank you so much, Catherine, and thank you all to our incredible panellists, to Kay, Beverly, Megan, Catherine, Kobe for your presentation. Thank you to my colleagues, to Ryan Park uh, and to Trish Doyle who had to leave earlier. Uh, This has been a really, I think, thought provoking and interesting um, discussion. Lots of information sharing, which I think is great. It's something that we can all now do from our kitchen tables or lounge rooms. It's one of those, I think, Silver linings of COVID that we can now have hundreds of people online at one time sharing information to, to deal with what is an incredibly complex problem. So, thank you all so much for joining today and look out for an email in your inbox soon with all that information. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you. Bye bye.
4: You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, Melbourne's voice of dissent. 3CR Community Radio, 855 on the AM dial, streaming live at 3CR.org.au.
1: Or on 3CI Digital in
3: Melbourne.
1: When you compare an
3: old growth forest compared to a forest which is regrowing after a disturbance like logging, they're actually quite different ecosystems. Generally, like older, wetter forests
4: Subscribe now.
3: Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on nine four one nine eight three seven seven.
4: City Limits
2: Um, that's right. Uh, excuse me. You're listening to Raise the Roof, the the Age Action Group show here on 3CR. Sorry, I was flustered because I just had a big ad- big argument with uh, with my co-host Fiona about whether or not I could swear at the end of the show. Uh, she's my boss, and she says no. So I'm sorry if anyone was hoping to uh, to hear me crack out the swear jar this afternoon. Um, so, sorry, sorry about that. A later time um, slot, maybe a later time slot. The, uh, I think our listeners would tolerate it. I think they've probably said bad words about their own housing situation sometimes. Well, why don't you call um, us if
0: you think Shane should swear on the next show and then we'll we'll have a straw poll and we'll
2: decide. All right, and call Fiona if you think I shouldn't swear because <laughs> uh, she'd love to hear from you. We'll give out the, phone. in fact, <laughs> we will be giving out contact phone numbers at the end of the show. So if you'd like to get in touch with either of us uh, or if you have a housing issue you want to talk about, um, Grab a, grab a pen and paper. Sorry, before the before the community announcements, we heard from a forum from New South Wales held back in November about older women and homelessness. Um, despite my, my glib commentary just now, um, that is a huge issue, uh, not only in New South Wales, but nationwide, um, and definitely something that we'll be coming back to throughout the year. Um, we heard from Kobe from HAG uh, and some of the other panelists who I introduced at the start of the show, and I no longer have the names handy off. If you are
0: in Melbourne, if you're living in Melbourne, and you're interested (coughs) in hearing from um, Eviction Defence, Shane, I believe you had some information about that.
2: Thank you. I just needed my cue card held up for me. The um, so this Saturday, uh, if you're listening to this live, this coming Saturday, uh, I don't know what the date will be on 16th, Saturday. I'll, I'll check
0: the sixteenth. The sixteenth of January. No, the sixteenth. The yeah.
2: renter and renters and houses union of Victoria is organising an eviction defence workshop. Uh, it'll be held at the Footscray bike shed, uh, quite close to Fiona's house. Sorry, I shouldn't dox Fiona like that. Nobody <laughs> knows ben. where you live. Um, from uh, from eleven o'clock. Uh, till two o'clock I think on Saturday. Um, It's free. Um, The workshop will skill up renters in how to evict, how to resist evictions. We'll give an introduction to the eviction defence group of the union, discuss different actions they can take collectively and go through some common eviction defence scenarios with people from the Bendigo Street housing occupation. With the moratorium on evictions set to end in march 2021 now is the time to skill up to defend tenant rights and find out how you can get involved with rahu eviction defense snacks will be provided feel free to bring some cash to cover costs if you're able to Um, they're asking people to register for the workshop so they can make sure that it's a covid safe event Um, we'll put a link to the event page in the show notes here um, or if you find the renters and housing union Facebook page, uh, you'll be able to find the event through there. Thank you, Fiona. um We are probably almost out of time for this week. Is that right? We are. Yeah,
0: we're just about out of time. I believe you were going to give a contact number for people, older people who may have housing issues that they want to talk to us about. Do you have that handy?
2: Opinions on your terrible swearing. Uh, the numbers are nine six five four seven three eight nine or one three hundred seven six five. 178. That 765 1-300-765-178. Um, HAG is an advocacy organisation, an activist organisation. If you want to get involved in campaigning for better housing uh, options for older people, um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but we're also a service organisation. If you're an older person in Victoria with a housing problem, uh, we'd love to hear from you about that and see if there's something that we can do to help you. So that number again, one 765 178 Fiona, do you have a song queued up to take us out? Yes,
0: I do. I have a song called Healing by Sampa the Great. Um, So Ah, we'll be playing that now. Love
2: it. All right. Well, look forward to talking to you more about older people's housing issues all through the year. Um, Thanks for listening. You're on.